Hello and welcome to the first episode of Season 2 of Elam's Next Gen Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Kevin Neville, the Next Gen Director here at Elam Fellowship. And today's guest is the one and only Josiah Ball. So let's jump right in and hear what he has to say about leading the next generation. Josiah, welcome to the Next Gen Podcast. Thanks it's great to have me. you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We had to work for months with your agent, but we finally got yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> for months, yeah. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Well, for those who are watching and listening, tell us a little bit about who you are and what brought you to the place you are in now. Yeah, so I my name is Josiah Ball, and I uh, grew up country town, And uh, but once I got a license, I was coming out to Rochester area to do uh, um, to learn hip hop music and mm. be in the urban setting out in Rochester and uh, just connected with a bunch of different people out there and you know really invested time in there and I ended up going to Elam Bible Institute in college for uh, pastoral ministry graduated with an associates there and then from there I became a barista and barista. then yeah that's the that's, as one naturally does after leaving after Elam. after Elam or after any Bible college you, right, you right. become a barista once you get a degree in theology the next step is barista and you learn a lot <laughs> you learn a lot uh but since then I um I ended up uh, becoming a youth pastor at a church um in the North Chile area which is right outside Rochester mm-hmm. and uh I am now currently in a position of I'm waiting on God and see what he has next for me. And as I'm doing that, you mm-hmm. know, through those years, uh, I ended up writing a book called mm-hmm. Authentic You, Living Out the Masterpiece Life that came out in 2021. Mm-hmm. And I started my own uh, podcast called Your Authentic Life. And I did a six episode podcast for the book as well. So oh, wow. uh, just been staying and, busy. And yeah. And the time. podcast is, it's got to be about a year, almost a year now. No, it's actually, it actually started in September. Okay. So I always wanted to do a podcast. I had yeah. I had one. We did like four episodes, me and my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually done two podcasts with one with another guy. He ended up moving and it just the it fell apart. It was called Holy Rollers Podcast mm-hmm. and we just talked theology. Mm-hmm. And then um uh then I had another one called um I forget what it was called. But yeah, we uh uh, we did that podcast and uh, that fell through. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do my own and jumped into it. And it's been incredible, right. the feedback yeah. I've been getting. And, and you've you got such a wide variety of guests on Yeah, it is, and, it is crazy. Know, not, everybody's, not everybody's Christian on it either. And it's just the whole point of the podcast is to how to live the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's health and wellness, if it's spiritually, if it's... Um, just daily life, you know, we have an episode coming up about adoption. Um, so I'm, that was just recorded yesterday. So mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely a, it's a conversational podcast mm-hmm. and it's been a lot of fun, but yeah, that's called your authentic life. I love that. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll reiterate it at the end, but how can somebody find links or. Yeah. So the easiest, the easiest way to find all my links, um, is www.helloimdrasiah.com. And that will—that's my link tree, and it has all my links to my book where you can buy it, um, my music. You can listen to my music on there, and then um, the podcasts are also linked to there, along with my social medias. Oh, wonderful! Great, yeah. great. So I am Josiah.com. Hello, I'm hello. Josiah. Okay, I, I yeah. made that mistake twice. Yeah, right? it's you like gotta hello, I'm Josiah.com. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's awesome. I, I love that. That even though you know you're. You know, you're stepping from one ministry, you're doing some other things now, and yeah. you, you know your callings on your life. 
Um, but that during this time, it's not just to sit and no. wait till God does something. It's, right. it's to get busy and do some things. Yeah. So um, I, I got to read your book a few yeah. months ago, awesome. and it just blew me away. And I know I was, I was saying that last chapter, I was just in tears. Mm. Um, what motivated you to write that? And it's been it's about, about two years now. Two years now since I released it. Two year, four years since I started writing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I started writing it. Um, I was married before, uh, and I that ended badly, you know. Um, and I, I went through a season of just like questioning and wondering my personal identity and how to live in Christ. And mm-hmm. uh, what happened was, you know, I always knew I was going to write books, mm-hmm. um, and I felt like I needed to write about this situation to some degree and how I came closer to God, mm-hmm. but without being explicit and negative, um, explicit in a way where it's like, you, you know, talk, talking bad about somebody. Yeah, in you don't situation. have to tell somebody else down to right. share your story, to share my story. Right. I and mean, that's something, you know, we're all hurting people and mm-hmm. we're all, you know, motivated by something, you know, that's in our midst right now. And, right. um, you know, I'm learning to be motivated by God, but it's, you know, so I took that life situation and what I learned about it and started writing it. But then I stopped for like maybe like Mm. half a year because I felt like God was saying, I want you to learn more about this because you're actually not living the masterpiece life and you're actually writing about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know they you you kind of write your what the, the saying is like you write yourself into the person you want to be you know, um, and so as I was writing it, I was also learning on how to be that person I'm writing about that I want to encourage others, and it's still, um, you know, a process of learning it, and that's why I try to get across in the book is like this is not just okay you learn hey how this is how you be authentic this is how you live the masterpiece life no it's it's a daily reminder it's a daily walk and so that's why i wanted to put it out in a book and that's mm-hmm. why i went after it just so like hey your mindset could be i'm a pathetic sinner i'm worthless and my approach is no you, you were and in christ and because of what christ did for you he sees you as a masterpiece mm-hmm. he sees that you have a divine nature he sees you as a child and um that was revolutionary to me because mm-hmm. it was it, it was something that was just revealed to my heart mm-hmm. where I was like, I'm, I'm worthless. Nobody wants to be with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pathetic. I'm a sinner. I'm doing sins. I'm, I'm not living the best life I can. And God's like, no, just like you're a pure person. Wow. You're a pure person. I, all I see is clean in you. Mm-hmm. And that is a result of what he did on the cross. That's why he came. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the book's about is just living authentically. How do, how do you live a life as God sees you as his masterpiece. Wow. And, and I love that because, you know, a lot of times we struggle trying to be authentic for God. Yeah. And he's saying, you know, and then we're, we we fall apart when we fail inevitably. Yeah. But when he's saying, no, I'm the one that makes you authentic. Yeah. It, we won't fail because right. it's him doing it to yeah, us. Yeah. Something I say is, you know, the cross didn't bring value to you. Mm. The, the reason Christ died was because God so loved you. Mm-hmm. God so loved the world. You had value. Nobody dies for something that's worthless. Mm-hmm. They died for something that was valuable, and we were valuable to God. Right. The Wait, cross is because right. he valued us. It's because he valued us. And because of that, now we get to live in that freedom of 
of being his children adopted mm-hmm. it and grafted into his into his creation and it's like that is that is a mindset that also blew me away i was like oh my gosh I was seeing my relationship with God through a, through a screen of Jesus mm-hmm. dying on a cross rather than God having a relationship with me, who I am. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I'm only clean. And because of what Jesus did. Yes. But that's not why, you know, if Jesus wasn't there, God still valued me as a son. Right. God said, I want him. I want her. I want you. And that's what really stirred this book mm-hmm. up for me. And I love that for those, you know, the, in youth ministry and kids ministry and family ministry, listening to this, that it's because that's one thing ministry tends to want to steal from you if you don't let you let yeah. it. We, we know we have to be authentic because the kids need something authentic. They right. see it. But it's a struggle, especially in a church environment where there's a lot of pressure to be perfect. Oh, yeah. But life happens. Yep. You know, and that even when it does and even when we're broken, yeah, that's not the end of the story there. In fact, a lot of times it could just be the beginning of it. For sure. And, I, you know, when I was um, youth pastoring, I was a youth pastor uh, for four years at this church. And uh, when I was doing it, I had a core belief that I cannot stand up here and preach something that I'm not also learning myself. I can't. I, I'm not the master of this. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it to be so open and vulnerable where students felt like, oh, there's there's somebody else that gets it and is actually talking about these issues and struggles that we have because there are issues and struggles that either I had or I was dealing with as well. Mm-hmm. Anxiety, for instance, or, or, um, you know, just depression, like, Hey, like I'm going through it. This seasonal depression, it's crazy. It brings you down. And, but there's somebody to lean on, mm-hmm. cast your cares onto him. This is something that I'm learning and this is values I want to give to you and being vulnerable like that, connects students and keeps them and it actually grows them close closer to God because when you're actually showing an example mm-hmm. of who you are in Christ and they're like oh this isn't you know this isn't uh somebody who's just up there preaching and just making a paycheck right and actually showing value to them they're they're going to see the realness of that the authenticity of that and they're gonna be like I want what I want what he's having, you know. It makes all the difference. You know, I know some people, even here at Elam, you know, have shown me more through their failure. Yeah. And how they walk that out than they did with all of their successes. Yeah. You know. Um, So authentically, Authentic You, um, it's available now, but I know you're working on another book. We're we're going to save that to talk later. Yeah. But uh, that's exciting, man. It's exciting. There's, yeah, I'm working on that book. just just started actually on the two year anniversary. I didn't realize I started on the two year anniversary of the release of Authentic You. Okay. Um, I already had it in me, um, but I finally was like, okay, let's get typing. You know, let's right. let's get it out on paper. And uh, so that was yeah, that's that's in the process now. So looking forward to it. But in the meantime, you could read the book and the podcast, which is hello, I am Josiah dot com. You can get it uh, there. Follow and kind of yeah. find out about there. But now. Okay, here's one thing I want to talk about. I sat down with you earlier, and I said, you know, I told you who you're going to be speaking to. I said, if you could say anything to these people, what is on your heart yeah. that's of most important? And so what was your answer to that? My answer was uh, to to lead or walk in abundance, know, knowing the abundance you have, love in abundance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a chapter in my book called Lemonade Over Lemons. Mm. And the saying goes, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. And I, I, I don't, I never really liked that because I don't know if you just 
had lemons and squeeze them and just drink lemon juice is sour and nasty. Mm. And it's like, try the whole thing is they like make it in the best of a bad situation. Right. My approach is I got all these lemons, but I have an abundance of lemonade already from mm. God. Like why worry about these lemons in my life? Why worry about the lemons of, uh, that are coming against ministry coming against the people I am ministering to, mm -hmm. um, in this culture today, um, either as politically or, um, identity issues that are in your students in the, in the kids, whether dealing with the school or being taught at school, these lemons, it's like, actually don't focus on those things. Don't focus on the lemonade, the love that God has poured on you already. That has mm -hmm. the abundance of his love for his people. This other stuff that's out there, like we can get so caught up and be like, oh my gosh, this is happening. This, did you hear this? There's a, there's a new sexual identity out there that's, right. you know, taking over our kids. And like, we can, we can um, project fear about these things coming against us when reality is like, wow, we have this abundance of God's grace, God's love and God's peace for people. Because um, when you have students coming at you be like, Oh yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm identifying as this, or I'm, I'm feeling this way, or oh, I'm struggling with, you know, these drugs, or I'm struggling with depression, anxiety. We can be like, I don't know what to do. It's like hmm. Jesus, all he did was love people. Wow. He invited them. Well, he invited himself over, but I'm sure if he had a house, <laughs> he would have invited people over. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and we can't be afraid of those, of people that are different from us. Mm. There are so many people that Jesus was like, they were different from Jesus. And they said, you're, you're, you know, you're hanging out with sinners. You're hanging out with prostitutes. You're hanging out with uh, tax collectors, you know, and in our time, a tax collector, the equivalent of what I would think that the nastiest person you can think of or whatever, it would be like a, um, in our time would be like a pedophile, you know, like not to be like. To trigger anybody, but it's like that's how they looked up at like tax collectors. To find something that you naturally right, oh, like oh, like, like it's just like oh, that guy doesn't even deserve no to live. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's how they would see these um, tax collectors. And mm -hmm. but Jesus was like, "I'm coming to your house, man. Like, let's go, let's go out." And and he didn't tell him to change. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at you look at um, Zacchaeus. He didn't tell him to change. Mm -hmm. What he did, he just sat down, maybe had a burger with him, and. And we know he didn't have bacon because that was illegal back then, right. you know, but he, he probably had, a, you know, just sat down, had some, had some pizza, mm -hmm. had some uh, wine and he was like, well, he had some water and he, oh yeah, yeah. He's that, like, you know, yeah, he didn't want, I could do something better than this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but he, and then once he felt his love, mm -hmm. that's when Zacchaeus changed. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's not our job to change anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. If, I would even go as far for my with my ministry, what I've done. I don't tell people like, "Oh, you need to change." Mm -hmm. I was like, "Hey, you're awesome. You're you know you're loved by God," and and it could be years before somebody decides I don't want to live this lifestyle anymore. Right. Because if we just keep showing love, discipling people, God's love will penetrate their heart. And that brings a change. It's not our job to change people. It's our job to love and let Holy Spirit bring mm -hmm. on the change. You know, we find out that Jesus was actually on his way to Jerusalem mm -hmm. for, you know, the crucifixion, for the Passion Week. Yeah. You know, he had a lot on his mind. It could have been, you know, I just don't have time for this. You know, I've got bigger things to deal with. i got to save all humanity. But he stopped everything. Yeah. And took the whole day 
just to to spend with him. Yeah, you know? and he valued him that much. Yeah, I mean, he he saw the opportunity, and he he's okay with being interrupted mm. to show love. Like, oh wow, this is going to be an impact in somebody's mm. life, and you know, the fact that he he loves faith. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus loves seeing faith in people, and like you have this you know this small guy. You know, there, I majority of my friends are all taller than me. I mean, I'm I'm oh. decently tall. I understand the yeah, pain <laughs> exactly. And you know, I I went to a soccer game for one of my students once, and her dad was there. He's one of my mentors, and he's way taller than me. And then there's another dad there, and he's taller than me. I'm just there. I'm like, man, I feel like a, a stinking teenager right now because I'm like, so short compared to these guys, but. You know, the the faith would be like, I want to see this man that everybody's talking about. Mm-hmm. And he probably heard the story of Matthew, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus calling Matthew the tax collector. Now there's a tax collector following him, like this lonely guy who's probably depressed, uh, going against his own people, stealing money from them. The, the, the most disgusting person goes, if God can love Matthew, mm-hmm. can he love me? But still out of shame, climbed up a tree and just to see. Mm-hmm. Well, he could see just to quote the song, right? Um, <laughs> gonna be my Jesus is day. like, I love that faith. Hey, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm eating at your place. Mm-hmm. We need to talk. Mm-hmm. We need to just hang out. Let's just hang out. As opposed to, you know, pointing to him and telling him everything he did wrong and how he needs oh, to be. Yeah. He said, no, we're going to go and hang out and we're going to have, yeah. you know, dinner we're have burgers. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love that. And especially, you know, this, this idea of stepping out in abundance. And I think it's something next gen leaders need to hear because often we feel like we get the leftovers. Yeah. You know, we're often the lowest paid on staff. We get the hand, you know, our budget is normally, a, I, I always make the mistake of comparing my budget to the media team. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean you get five times the amount I do? Right. You know? Oh, they need the cameras. Yeah, and, yeah, know, yeah. But, you know, need pizza. So yeah. a lot of times, or even, you know, the ministry people, you know, would tend to say, well, this is sort of secondary to what we're doing. Yeah. And we know it's not. Yeah. You know, this is why we're passionate about it. But that the fact is that the reality is, that is just a smokescreen that we are stepping out in abundance. Yeah. Because our source is not, you know, what we're given yeah. by people. It's by what we're given from God. Yeah. So you, you kind of talked about four different different stages of learning to live in this, stepping out in this abundance. Learning, developing, accepting, and loving. Yes. Uh, let's dive into it a little bit. What, what is learning? How, how, how will we step out in abundance by learning? Yeah. So, you know, I earlier said the lemons, right? And so it's like learning what lemons are coming your, your way. What What's out there? It's good. It's good to educate yourself on, you know, what's out there. And that one of the best ways to do that is ask questions to your students. Mm. You know, what what's going on out there, like in the mm. world? Like, who's who's the biggest TikTok influence right now? You know, who's like, you know, and, and honestly, that having that, I think I would encourage, you know, anybody that's in youth ministry, children's ministry, make a, make a, either a monthly or weekly, um, email blast to the parents mm-hmm. or to ministry leaders saying, Hey, these are the things in pop culture are now influencing your students. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of it's bad. You know, it's like, you know, Miley Cyrus just came out with a new song mm-hmm. about, about, you know, independence, uh, and womanhood because she wrote a song called flowers and it's the biggest song right now. And I listened to the other day with my, my wife and I was like, this is a, this is an encouraging, powerful song because it's telling women, Hey, you actually don't need a man to give you identity. Mm -hmm. She's like, you know, besides Jesus, obviously, but like 
But you could see what's what's on the mind. What's on the mind, and the yeah. Concern of, of exactly because she was like, you know, I can go and buy my own flowers. That's mm-hmm. the whole point. Is today I don't need a man to buy me flowers. I can go and do that myself. I can go take myself out mm-hmm. on a date, you know, and um, just sh- you know having that blast out to parents like, hey, there's this new song that's hitting TikTok. It's in Instagram Reels, and and your students are listening to it. This is what it is. This is the good message you can get across. This is how you can conversate. Like, oh, that's a great message about, hey, you don't need to pour your entire heart into somebody, you know, that's mm-hmm. not God. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and the relationships are great if they're done well, but you, you know, as soon as you rely on somebody else, they're only going to fail you. Like, that's the message, you know, looking at things in the culture that you can pull God things out of. And so learning that stuff is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love that, you know, that's something for all these, all of our generations that we could learn, you know, yeah. even for the older ones like me, you know, you've been doing it for a long time. You get to the place where you say, I know it all. I know how to do this. Yeah. You know, you don't really realize how out of a touch and even the younger generation who might be more in touch, but still don't necessarily understand exactly everything that's going on, asking questions and listening. Yeah. I mean, you, there's tons of times where I'd be following my students on TikTok and they're dancing to this song. And I was like, holy moly that, you know, I'm like, do you have any idea what that song is saying? I'm like, that song, like these little white girls just dancing their little dances and it's like dropping the N word and like, I'm, you know, slapping this. I'm just like, Hey, and they're like, oh, I just love the beat. I love the dance that comes with it. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but like, do you, you know, and when you build relationship with them, you can talk with them better. Like, I'm like, do you want this to represent who you are? Mm-hmm. I say, if, you, if, you, if you're fine with it, I say, I'm not telling you to take it down or anything, but if you want that to represent who you are, like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, let it represent who you are. But if you want, you know, to, you know, live above that, you know, take it down. There's no harm in taking that stuff down. Like, that's the kind of conversation we we should have. And so being aware of what's out there is is important on how to love mm-hmm. your students. So I love that. What we, we step out of abundance when we become lifetime learners and, yes. and listeners. Yeah. Um, but we also do in a decision for uh, developing. How how would you describe yeah, that? And, that's walking and stepping out in abundance. Yeah, I think developing um, is you know you, you develop programs right, and so you if you're you know let's say you have five students. In your youth group, you know, a lot of youth groups, majority of youth groups are like five to what, 50. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very wide range on, on average. And uh, you, so you develop um, yourself. Mm-hmm. You're, you got to constantly build who you are as a person to be able to pour in to others. But once you develop yourself, you'll, you'll be able to teach them how to develop them themselves. Right. And so I would say it in a way where, um, you know, once you start to learn things, then you develop a process of how to communicate mm-hmm. this within a loving way. Um, you know, Jesus, you can look at Jesus and all of a sudden these, this guard brings this naked lady out into the street and they saying, should we stone her? Mm-hmm. You know, in, in that moment, you know, Jesus starts thinking, goes down in the sand, starts writing and, gets up he goes you know he who has sinned who has not sinned cast the cast the first stone right. he was developing and knowing growing up knowing a culture and how they how they are mm. um especially in the time that was before sins were forgiven you know um during that time like the priest hadn't gone in and forgiven the town's sins yet they yeah. hasn't done that, all that and so developing then your his self 
to be able to communicate with this lady at the end of that, once they're all gone, he goes, where are your accusers? She goes, there, there are none. He goes, nor do I accuse you. And, and her mindset, like looking at Jesus knew that he wasn't an accuser he, because, because she, he, he said, none are here. And he, and she could have looked at him like, and said like, well, you're here, mm-hmm. you know, but she, she knew because of the way she was treated and the way that Jesus knew the situation, mm-hmm. knew what was happening, knew that probably it wasn't fully her fault. Yeah. She was a prostitute, but she knew one of those guards or Pharisees were messing around with her and that's how they caught her and brought her out. And the whole point of it was to, you know, try to make Jesus, you know, try to accuse him for something. And he, you know, he just helped, you know, was able to develop a way to cease and desist the situation. The love on her, the one person that could throw the stone was the one bringing the grace. Right. And I think that's part of developing your, your character is, you know, you may have authority to call out sin. You know, you, 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 you may have that authority, but you need to learn how to love like Jesus did. And that only works with developing who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I took photography in high school and we had a dark room in my high school, which the size of my high school, I don't know how we had a dark room or everything. And I learned how to develop film. Yeah. And back in the days when, yeah, that made sense. Right. That sentence well, I mean, sense. it's a lot, it's a lot more popular now than, yeah. than ever. And almost like, like a hobby coming yeah, back. Kodak's on a rise right now. Really? It's crazy. So, um, but you, you go in this dark room and you have the different chemicals, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes developing is a process. You have this, this, this negative and you, you take it, you screen it up and you have now this blank paper and you put it in this stinky chemical and and then you put it into the next one and you put the next one and you hang it and then it develops and the picture mm-hmm. becomes clear. Mm-hmm. I think that's what this looks like. You, you know, you have a negative and, and you knew what the, what the image was originally because you, you, you see it, you know, a student's dealing with this, boom. Mm-hmm. But now we need to develop how it's, it's kind of blurry right now mm-hmm. and we need to put in something else. We need to go into our Bible and read. You know, put it, put yourself in the Bible, read how, how to deal with this kind of situation, go to the next thing. And then all of a sudden, like, let it hang and like pray about it. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes clear. And then you're able to, you know, minister in love. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It's not just always a one step. You're going to say the right thing. Oh yeah. Preach the right sermon and everybody's going to get saved. and no. It's going to be good. That's the thing about discipleship. It's, yeah. it's, it could be a lifelong thing. Mm-hmm. You may never see a student change, but you can stand and be like, I love that person mm-hmm. and that was this stage of the development that god yeah. used we can walk with people mm-hmm. and accept who they are here and now mm-hmm. because god accepts them god loves them here and now mm-hmm. same with zacchaeus same with the um prostitute that was going to get stoned he accepted them he loved them right. it was never go get your life right then come back right exactly it was like hey let me embrace you. Let me come over to your house. Let me say that I don't condemn you. Right. Who knows what happened after that? You know, it's like, you got to assume just because we're all humans that, you know, Zacchaeus probably tempted to stay in that way. 
or go back to it, you know? I think, you know, in the in the chosen, you see it with Mary they they do it with Mary Madeline, which they got a lot of flack for it because Mary Madeline kind of went back to her old drinking ways at one point because she started to be like, Oh, I want to go back to that because it can be so tempting. But then she goes back, she goes, I'm sorry that I did that again. He goes, All right, you're good. You know, like I love you. Like, and that's that's how we need to be with these students. That's how, you know, it's like because they're not going to change right away because what you get for once, maybe twice a week, they're going to school five days a week. They're getting pressure. They're getting all that. And and it, it takes an extreme encounter from God, not an extreme encounter from a message right. to change people's lives. You can, I mean, I don't care about, you know, I'm Pentecostal or I'm charismatic. I don't, I want to identify Pentecostal. I'm charismatic for sure, but I'm, I, I don't care how many times that you get slain in the spirit in the front of stage. If right. I, I said that, or, or if you have a power to like lay hands on people and they start speaking in tongues, that doesn't change people. What changes people is walking life with them. And that's how your students are going to change because right now their influences are on TikTok. Their influences are the teachers in school and their influence are, is are their, are their friends. Mm-hmm. And like, you're the one voice and one person that they can rely on and call on. Like how many times have, you know, you've been called on and be like, oh, the students, you know, dealing with depression, like, or they, Hey, you need to go to hospital because we had to put them in, in, in special care because of fear of them killing themselves and things like that. It's like, it, it is a struggle and there is a grace for it when you're called into that. And that's, and that's getting to that last point is loving, like loving part of it is like, Hey, say now, like, let's get some coffee. Let's get a burger. Tell me your story. And then you start to get, you start to be, um, vulnerable and they begin to be vulnerable with you. And, you know, this could be, you know, you gotta be careful, especially in today's day and age of like how vulnerable you are with, especially students. Um, you know, it's better to have one or two people with you. If you're a leader, uh, it's just wise wisdom. And, you know, you're sitting down with them. Let me hear what's going on. Cause instantly, you know, and my generation had this millennials, you're lazy. They're lazy generation, and there's a blanket statement over us, mm-hmm. um, not wanting to work, not doing this. And and reality is, if you look at our generation, we're we're in a, one of the most innovative generations mm. to date. Like, look at all the things that have come out in in these recent years. Right. And then now you have Gen Z coming up, and Alpha coming up, and they're they are literally learn they they learn life through devices. Right. And so they're coding, they're doing all this stuff. Like they're doing things that I can't even imagine yet. And generations are like, Oh, they're lazy. All they do is dances. All they do is this. And they're not actually developing life skills. And I'm like, I've, I've had students that are just, you know, have impacted my life for some of the things they say and, you know, breaks my heart. I had a student who saw this kid at school, knew he was, he was different. Um, you know, and, and, and ended up being a, uh, kid who who was trans and she invited him to sit at her table she you know and like actually stepped out and cared and mm-hmm. i'm just proud of that i'm like man i i'm like lord help me be able to step out like that that amazing and it's like let not walking into your ministries being like i have all the answers for these kids and right. i'm going to save every single one of them and change every single one of them. no like that's the job of the holy spirit your job is to be a vessel and a place for them and a safe place for them to talk to. And that's part of mm. loving, loving who they are, loving where they're at, loving their identity in Christ mm. and who they are, you know, and, and honestly loving them through all the quirks and weirdness that they have, mm-hmm. because even if you don't understand it, 
and many students that did not understand. And I brought leaders around me that understood them a little more than I did. And, um, you know, but I learned a lot because I was like, I want to know what's, you know, what's, what's going on. Why do you do that? Why, why is right? And you just ask this conversation yeah, and you open yourself up to love them. They're going to be honest. And then now you know how to pray for them. Now you know how to walk with them. Right. So, because, you know, I think that is a problem with all of us is that each generation judges the next one based off what they value and how they process things. And I do it. And, and it's a communication issue. Yeah. Um, but how each generation has a value, especially when we could see each other and, and stepping out of abundance, we're doing the same thing when we're learning, when we're using that, what we've learned to develop things, when we'll be accepting and when we're loving things change. And I think that's said for all of us, but especially when yeah. we're dealing with the next generation. Absolutely. That, and that's why, you know, those steps bring it all back to that starts with you knowing that you have the abundance to pour out God's love. Mm. And that starts with the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, my practice is I wake up in the morning. Don't, I do not look at my cell phone until I at least have dove into the word, the word and pray to God. I said, mm-hmm. God, thank you for this miracle of waking up in the morning. Life is such a miracle and acknowledging who God is in my life. And, you know, thanking him for all that I have going into his word, learning about him, going into the Psalms and, and just being encouraged by the worship of God of, of saints past. And, and then, then you can go on TikTok. you can go scroll, you can do whatever you want. But like knowing that God, you starting your day with God and that he's in every moment constantly being like, I'm in that abundance. So I can, because I have an abundance of God's love, the negative things that I see that are, the lemons that are hitting our kids these days and our students and even myself, the things that are coming against me. They're, they're absolutely just lemons that are falling to the ground because I have a full fridge of lemonade. That's actually good. And not just lemons. This has sugar in it right. and it has, you know, all ready to go. It's all ready to so, go. So that, That's a good, the, the, there's the lesson right there. When life gives you lemons, Put them aside and go get the gallons of lemonade you already have. Yeah, and show, that. show them, like, this is what God has offered. That's awesome. Like, you're struggling with anxiety? That's a lemon. Mm. God has a burden to take off you. He let your anxiety go on him. That's, you know, so. I love that word, Josiah. Thank you so much for taking the time. We can't Absolutely. wait to start hearing more. We'll have you back, especially when we can start sharing about your new book as, yeah. as it's being is being written now. Yeah. Uh, again, tell us again how we could find your podcast, your books. Yeah, everything is on www.helloimjosiah.com and you have to write the www I found out. You Did know, you? Otherwise it just you go I, you'll go so I own both domains but it's the, go to the www.helloimjosiah.com, write it all out. Um, and that's my link tree. Also, you can find me on hello.imjosiah on Instagram. And the, the, the link tree is on there in my bio as well. So, And the podcast comes out almost every Friday. Every Friday and- yep. We're in season two right now. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, God bless and all that. And we'll have you back soon. Thanks awesome. for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.